go to Jerusalem. And in Luke chapter 24 and verse 46, it says, praise God, Luke 24 and 46, it says, and said unto them, thus it is written, and thus it behooved Christ to suffer and to rise from the dead the third day. And that repentance and remission of sins should be preached in his name among all nations, beginning at Jerusalem. And ye are witnesses of these things. And behold, I send the promise of my Father upon you. But tarry ye in the city of Jerusalem until you be endued with power on high. I want to minister to you tonight for just a little bit on the subject, Go to Jerusalem. Lord, we love you, God, and praise you, Jesus, for this evening. I thank you, Lord, for your presence. I thank you, Lord, for your spirit. I'm asking you, Lord, to help me, dear Lord, to minister your word to your people. And God, I'm going to give you all the praise, glory, and honor. In the precious name of Jesus, we pray. And before you're seated today, how many prayed for me while we prayed about this message? How many prayed for me? Did you pray for me while I was praying for the message? Think about it. Praise God. Amen. You know, it's amazing. Uh, with some groups, one man prays and everybody listens. I'm not used to that. When they said, let's pray, I pray. Praise God. And I think, amen, that that's the way the Lord wants it. When, when they say, well, let's pray, we all ought to pray. Everybody pray. Praise God. Amen. You may be seated. Praise God. Jesus told his disciples after his crucifixion, after his resurrection, after the 50, or 50 days that, or 40 days that he had spent with them, 40 days, and then 10 days while they went into Jerusalem. He told them to go to Jerusalem and wait for the promise of the Messiah. There was something about Jerusalem that was a, uh, a very important thing. When we look at the city of Jerusalem, Jerusalem never existed up until the time of David. David came upon a city. When David began to wipe out all the uh, enemies of Israel, the last, Isra the last enemy that he fought, praise God, was the uh, Jebusites. Amen. The Jebusites. They were the last one that he conquered. He took their city, which the city was named uh, Jebus, Jebus, J-E-B-U-S, Jebus, praise God. He took that city, amen, and that city was an amazing city, praise the Lord, because it was uh, the last city in which David took. A matter of fact, he took that city, he conquered it, and he changed it from Zeb. Zebedus, Zebedus, to Jerusalem, praise God. And so from that day on, because David conquered it, and because David was the one that created Jerusalem, amen, they always say in the scripture, it was the city of David, praise the Lord. So when you read the scriptures and it says Jerusalem, the city of David, it was because uh, David was the one that conquered it. But that city in the Hebrew name, Praise God means a trodden place or a threshing floor or a dry rock. In all the area, there was only one spring that was there. Everything else was barren. 
Everything else was just desolate. Praise God. It was not the place that you would build a city. Jerusalem or that area had no good water supply. It had no good fertile land. Praise God. It was not in a shipping port where it could take ships out or bring ships in. Praise God. It was not in a good routing space where they could route, where do commerce work and buy and sell and etc. It was in a very, very bad place when it comes to all that. But David, amen, took the city and David says, amen, this is going to be my home and this is where I'm going to build the house of God. Praise God. You see, in life there are places where there are negative reasons to make a choice for something. But in every negative situation, on the other side of the coin, there are positives to it. I gave you all the negatives of why he should not build a, 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 his home and why he should not settle and why he should not make Jerusalem the place of the temple. But you see, those were all earthly reasons why David shouldn't have done it. But there were some spiritual reasons why he should. You see, amen, Jerusalem was the center point of God's people. It was right dead in the center of all of God's people. And the thing of it is, amen, David understood, amen, if I'm going to make it, I'm going to be in the center of God's will. Praise the Lord. I'm going to be the I'm going to be in the center of where God wants me to be. I am going to put God in the center. The Bible says, seek ye first the kingdom of God and all his righteousness. I'm sorry, and his righteousness. And all these things shall be added unto you. God will give you the desires of your heart. We don't know our own desires of our heart. We think we do. How many times have you ever worked so hard to get something, bought it, or you worked for a position in your job or a home that you wanted to buy, only to receive it to, after a while, praise God, either it's sit on the shelf or you'll come to that home and you won't think another thing about it. Or you'll work that job and it's meaningless to you. You may even complain about it. Why? Because you thought it was the desire of your heart. You don't know your desires. You see, God knows your desires. God knows where you need to be. In my life, praise God, there are things that I have trusted God for, that God has given me, and I thought, God, if I would have only known, it would have been this good. If I would have only known, it would have meant this much to me. But David said, I'm going to build my house in the center of God's will. I'm going to build his tabernacle in the center of his will. Second of all, amen, it was the highest point. Praise God. It was built up on a high point. And so, praise God, it was easy to defend. It was easy, praise God, for David and the, uh, the uh, Israelites to defend the city because now they're up high. Amen. When we, amen, get to the place to where we love God with all our heart, soul, mind, and strength. 
and we defend ourselves from the things of this world. And we say, praise God, I'm going to put God in the center of my life and everything else has got to revolve around it. Everything else has got to be, praise God, He is number one, amen, and He's the one that I want. But when we look into this world, amen, we will see things, praise God, like a job. You can see a job that might be a promotion. It might be a much better payment. I know some of you, praise God, has had offers to go elsewhere. But when you sat down and said, I don't want to leave my church. I don't want to leave my family. I don't want to. But the finances are so much better. Everything, and you're going to, praise God, be stuck in this situation. Yes, praise the Lord. It might be dry. It might be more barren. It might be more, praise God, of a land that I would not build it in the physical sense. But in the spiritual sense, praise God, it's the center of God's will. And that's what I'm going to do, praise God. I'm going to make a spiritual. There was a gentleman, praise the Lord, that was in Louisiana. And uh, they came to him and they said to him, he was out of Brother Mangum's church. They said to him, they said, we want to transport you from Louisiana down to New York. And they said, praise the Lord, we're going to pay you so much that you're not going to believe, but we need you to go there. He went to his pastor and he said, Pastor, I've got such a good family here. My kids are so good in church. We love this church. Our spiritual relationship with God is so good. He said, I don't know what it's going to be like in New York. He said, but it's even going to be so nice that my wife, praise God, will not have to work a secular job. They're going to fix it to where she can be home with the kids. And the pastor, being the kind of man he did, he said, I'm going to leave that decision up to you because you're the one that's going to pay the consequences and he prayed about it and prayed about it and although it looked so good financially praise God it did not look good spiritually and he come back and he said I'm going to stay and within a month the towers that he would have been in in New York came down. He would have been up on the 96th floor of those towers. Praise God. He would have died. You see, hey man, th- this is the thing. Look at it today. Da- David stood in the middle of that barren land. And in his heart, he said, I'm going to make this decision based, more based, made based it on the things of God. And I want to, I, I know that God could take this barren land that I'm standing in here today and He can make it a flourishing area because He made it barren. He can make it flourishing. Praise God. And so, hey man, I'm going to make a decision based upon the things of God and based upon the fact that this is the center of Israel and I want God to be in the center of the nation that, I, that I'm king over and then on the fact that it's up at the highest point. Praise God. And, and, and it is going to be up here. Israel, Jerusalem, praise God, became one of the greatest nations. Praise God. Because David... When he made the decision, he put God first. He put God 
first. I've kind of got a spiritual, or I've kind of got a personal testimony today. Amen. Praise God in the fact that we see the service that's going on here today. How God is really moving in our church. How God is really blessing in our church. How God is really doing something here today. Amen. But back in 1987, my wife and I and our two kids came. Amen. And there was six inches of water in the basement. Praise God. The windows were falling out of the church. Uh, it was just, it was horrible. The, the, the city wanted to tear the building down. And things did not look good at all. We came here, we prayed. And in the Lord, we knew we had other areas to go in. Um, I had really some wonderful things to go to. But we come and we prayed and we asked God and we said, God, hey man, what do you want us to do? And her and I had decided that this was the will of God, even to the point, and I'll never tell who it is, another minister standing in our living room turned to his wife and said, when I do for you, I hope it's better. Praise God. But you know what? We just knew God could do it. And God has done it. Praise God. I'm telling you, God has done it. Amen. It reminds me of two men, one by the name of Abraham, one by the name of Lot. Standing on the edge one day when Abraham's men and Lot's men could not get along with each other. Praise God. Abraham standing there could have been very easily said to Lot, Look, I'm the patriarch. You're the tag along. I get first choice. You get second choice. Praise God. So, I'm going to choose the well-watered plains, which means that you've got to go up into the mountains. Praise God. But you see, Lot knew one thing, or I'm sorry, Abraham knew one thing. I'm telling you today, Abraham knew one thing. And that was that God told Abraham that he was going to bless him. And Abraham knew that he could bless him up in the mountain just as good as he could in the valley. Praise God. And so Abraham turned to Lot and said, you choose because my God is not strapped to a set of circumstances. Let me tell you something, church. I don't know what your situation is. I don't know where you are. I don't know what you're going to come bring yourself into. But understand one thing. God has already promised He'd take care of you. God has already promised He'd watch over you. God has already promised He'd provide everything you need. Praise the Lord. You've got to have the faith to stand up and say, I know God's going to do it. Praise God. But before he can do it, you've got to build your Jerusalem. You've got to go to Jerusalem. Praise God. You've got to be like David and say, God is going to be the center of my life. Church is a wonderful thing. I love church. We go to church and hear the preaching of the word of the Lord. We go to church and we see Christians who not only show us how to do things, but we also go to church and we watch Christians that show us how we shouldn't do things. There's bad things and there's good things in the church. Praise the Lord. And the church is something 
that should bring us to the presence of the Lord and the things of God. And the preacher ought to be able to preach and we receive things from the word of the Lord. And we need to be, praise God, big enough to where when we see things or hear things that are not really right, say, bless God, praise God, amen, that ain't going to get between me and my God. I'm still going to serve Him. But we need to put God and the things of God first. Praise the Lord. And we need to seek Him with all our heart and understand, praise God. Here's a good one. God could not only bless our income, He can help us with our outgo. We think that the only way that God can bless us is to, for things to come in the front door. i got news for you tonight. He can bless you by things not going out the back door. Praise God. He can, he can bless you in the same way. Praise the Lord. David built Jerusalem. And the way he built it was, he did not build it on looking at earthly things. He built it looking on spiritual things. If you build your life looking on earthly things, praise the Lord, it's going to fall. But if you build your life on spiritual things, I am a personal witness of that. I had my own life planned out in front of me. Praise God. I was not going to Bible college. I was not going to become a preacher. I was going to have a refrigeration, heating, and cooling business. I was going to do my own thing until God brought me down on my knees. And I said, okay, God, not my will, but that will be done. And I want to tell you something tonight. God, you young people, listen to me. God's got a better plan for you than you could ever think of yourself. God knows what's best for you. God knows what you need. If you just go to Jerusalem, praise God, and seek Him first, everything else will come on around you. The reason that God blessed David. The Bible said that David was a man after God's own heart. What do you, what's that mean? If you read the next verse, it tells you that David wanted to do the things of God. Whatever would bless God. David really messed up. I'm telling you, he screwed up. There was a woman by the name of Bathsheba. Amen. That he really screwed up on. But the thing about David was, he said, I'm going back to the presence of the Lord. I'm going back to the Spirit of God. I've got to go back to Jerusalem. I've got to go back to Jerusalem. Praise God. Matter of fact, amen, Jerusalem was an experience that Jesus even used. Do you remember when Jesus talked about, amen, that it was a certain man? And in Luke chapter 30, Jesus talked about the man, and he said he went from Jerusalem down to Jericho. Luke chapter 7 and verse 30, and Jesus answered and said, it was a parable in which he used. He said, a certain man went down from Jerusalem to Jericho and fell among thieves, which stripped him of his raiment and wounded him and departed, leaving him dead. Praise God. You see, Jerusalem was the place where the temple was. Jericho was the place of commerce. In other words, this man went down, went, took, and he left the mentality of God thinking, and he went to the 
to the mentality of humanist or human thinking or materialism thinking. Praise God. And when he did, hey man, his demise came upon him. Jesus used that as an example. Praise God. 25 times in the Bible, it says that they go up to Jerusalem. When you go up to Jerusalem, praise God, you go up to God. You go up to the things of God. You go up to the ways of God. You do the, th- the ways of God and the things of God. David said, I'm going to build this city right here. I know, you know, according to the, uh, according to the, the, the water, I shouldn't do it. According to the desert, I shouldn't do it. According to the commerce, I shouldn't do it. According to the shipping, I shouldn't do it. Praise God. But I'm going to tell you something. It's the center part of God's people. And I'm putting it myself. And I'm putting God at the center. And because he did. You know, one of the wonderful things about it was, amen, they had one big spring in Jerusalem. One big spring that watered everything. And when Jerusalem had their fortified cities, and they were all built up, amen, and the enemy came against them, amen, they had water that came from a spring. But everybody outside of Jerusalem, there were many, many people that came and tried to overtake Jerusalem. But they could not overtake Jerusalem because it was so desolate out there that their food would go and their water would dry up and they would have to leave. But inside the walls of Jerusalem, praise God, they had a spring of water. I'm gonna t- that's a good example of what God can do to you. Praise the Lord. God can make your life to where there's a wonderful spring of water. You can be well fed. You can be well taken care of. You can be well blessed. God can take you. You know, we we worry about what's going to happen in this world. We worry about what's going to happen in this economy. But I got news for you today. God could put a spring inside of your wall of Jerusalem. Amen. And he can bless you. He can feed you. He can multiply you. There's times in the Old Testament that he would do it for the widow. Her meal never went dry. Praise God. He can take care of you. He can watch over you. But you've got to go to Jerusalem. You've got to put him first. You've got to put him in the center of your life. Praise God. You know, Jerusalem is such a wonderful place that God had decided... That he was going to call the new heaven and the new earth, new Jerusalem. Because it's where God is. It's where God is. And so, praise God. Why did Jesus that day look at them? And Luke chapter 24 and verse 46. And say unto them, he said, I want you to go to Jerusalem. And I want you to wait. There are times when you put God first, amen, that you've got to sit back and just wait. The Bible says that they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. Praise God. He told them, he said, I want you to to wait. 
And he said, I want you to, first of all, he said, I want you to repent. I want you to turn from your sin. If you're going to go to Jerusalem, praise God. If you're going to make a place for God to have control of your life and to bless you like he's never blessed you before. I'm just going to say this tonight. God can take a garbage man and he can make him more blessed than the best attorney in town. Praise God. But you got to repent. You got to tell God you're sorry. Amen. He told him, he said, I want you to go to Jerusalem and I want you to repent. Repent means to turn from your sin. Praise God. And then he said, praise God. He said, for the remission of your sins. In other words, I will take your sins away. I like that old song we sing. He took my sins away. He took my sins away. Praise God. And that's what remission of sins. In other words, to remit or to remove a sin. He said, I'm going to send you to Jerusalem. So when you go to God, when you go to that Jerusalem, that place, and, and, and I don't know about you, but there are, peri- there are places in my life of growing up where I had a tremendous experience for God. At the campground at Baca Lake, praise God, on the left-hand side, the Lord gave me a vision and I got my calling at 12 years old at the left-hand side of that tabernacle. God gave me a, a, a vision and called me to preach the gospel at 12 years old. And there are times that I still go back there and I stand in that place and I raise my hands and I recommit my, I remake my commitment to God and I tell God how much I love Him and want to live for Him and want to be, praise God, a place. Amen. I need my Jerusalem. And there are places in your life where you can go back and you can get in that Jerusalem. you got to go to Jerusalem. And when you go to Jerusalem, you've got to repent. Praise God. Turn from your sin. You've got to have remission of sins. In other words, God will remit or take away or remove your sin. And he says, preached in Jesus' name. For it is going to be preached in Jesus' name. That's got two meanings. It means by the power of Jesus Christ. What Christ did at Calvary gives you the power for your sins to be omitted. That's why you're buried in that name in baptism. That's why in the book of Acts, the only way they ever baptized him was in the name of Jesus, praise God. And then it is the command. Jesus commands that sin, praise God, to be omitted. He gives the command. He said, above all nations, aren't you glad that only Jews don't be saved? Aren't you glad that only Jews can, that it's not only a Jew that can be saved? Jesus told them Jews, he said, all nations. Praise God, everyone. Everyone. Praise God, everyone in this building tonight can have their Jerusalem. They can get to the center of their life and say, praise God, this is where I'm building my city. This is where I'm putting my tabernacle unto God. Where I go to Him in prayer. Where I go to Him, praise God, at the altar of of, uh, sacrifice. 
the brazen altar, where I go to him at the brazen laver, the place of bath, where I go to him where the seven golden candlesticks, where the table is showbread. This is my place. David so badly wanted to build it, but God said, no, your hands are too bloody. I'm not going to allow you to build it. And David said, okay, God, you may not let me build it, but I'm going to have everything ready. So the day that I die, the first nail is going to be driven. And he had everything for Solomon because he, David, felt that strong about building a tabernacle in the city. Of Jerusalem. Praise God. And in verse. And then next. Jesus said unto them in that scripture. Praise God. He said unto them. It is written. And thus it behooved Christ to suffer and rise. And die the third day. And that repentance and remission of sin. Should be preached in his name. Among all, above all, uh, among all nations. And ye are witnesses of these things. And behold. I send the promise of the Messiah. Praise God. Preached in his name among all nations. Where? Beginning at Jerusalem. Praise the Lord. We are all born in the flesh. Praise God. And the flesh is the thing that gets us through this life. But Jesus told Nicodemus that a man must be born again of the water and the spirit. And so we are reborn Whenever we repent and be filled with the Holy Ghost, baptized and filled with the Holy Ghost. Jesus told Nicodemus that a man must be born again of the water and the Spirit. Praise God. If you're going to go to Jerusalem, praise the Lord. Amen. Then if you're going to begin your new life, if you're going to have the life that Jesus wants you to have in the Spirit, praise God, you're going to have to go to Jerusalem. You're going to have to do what they did. You're going to have to go. You know, it really bothers me. I said this before and I'm going to say it again. Praise the Lord. When you look at Matthew 28, 19, it says, Go ye therefore into all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and in the name of the Holy Ghost. Praise God. And then Peter stood on the day of Pentecost and said unto them, Amen, to be baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ for the remission of your sins. Praise God. And, and somebody will have the audacity to say, I would rather do what Jesus said than do what Peter said. And I'm like, what? Jesus said to go to Jerusalem and wait for the promise of the Messiah. He sent them into Jerusalem knowing that they were going to be there on the day of Pentecost. Knowing, praise God, that they were going to be filled with the baptism of the Holy Ghost. Knowing that Peter was going to stand on the day of Pentecost and tell them to repent and be baptized and be filled with the Holy Ghost. I'm, going to, I'm just going to make a statement here today. You will not have a life unless you go to Jerusalem. Unless you go to Jerusalem. Every day you've got to go to Jerusalem. Every day that I live, 
I've got to go to God. I've got to go to the temple. I've got to have Him in the center of my life. And I've got to let everything else that goes on around me, praise God, go on around me. But He told them, He said, you've got to go to Jerusalem. Amen. Praise God. It all began at Jerusalem. The starting was at Jerusalem in Acts chapter 1 and 2. And He said, and ye shall be witnesses. Praise God. Witnesses of what? Witnesses of what God can do in your life. Praise God. Witnesses of how God can live in your life. Witnesses of how God can change your life. Praise God. And because we're witnesses, we're held accountable for what we know. Praise God. But he said, but tarry ye in the city of Jerusalem until you are endued with power. From on high. Let's all stand. In other words, go to Jerusalem and then wait on God to move. Go to Jerusalem. Praise God. Now it's physically not possible. For us to go to the physical Jerusalem here tonight. Because of the distance of which it, where it is. But you see, here's the thing. The reason that Jerusalem was so important. Was because David walked into that city. And stood and said, this is where I'm going to live for God. This is where I'm going to be with God. This is where I'm going to walk with God. This is where I'm going to talk with God. This is where I'm going to choose God first in everything in my life. Praise God. Amen. There's nothing in this world that's going to cause me to make the decisions that I'm going to make. If a better job keeps me from the things of God. Nah. If a better income is going to make me fall, I told God all the time, God, I don't want what you don't want for me because, Lord, you know that some things could be detrimental in my life. I don't know if I can handle them. I don't know if I could deal with them. So, God, I don't want them if you don't want me to have them. Praise God. Why? Because I want my Jerusalem. To make my decision. And so you can't be. At a physical place called Jerusalem. But I'm going to tell you where Jerusalem is. Jerusalem is where you go in your mind. And you make God number one. And you say I'm going to be in the center God. Of your will. I'm going to be in the center God. Of your place. I'm going to build my life at the highest point that is closest to you. My decisions are going to always draw me closer to you. My decisions are always going to make me closer to you. And when you do, you can call that place Jerusalem. And when you wait upon the Lord, God will bless you in ways that you could never believe that he'll bless you.
I need a witness here tonight. Is there anybody within the sound of my voice that have lived a while and knows yourself that what I'm about, what I'm saying is true? Why don't you lift your hands right now and praise the Lord? You know what I'm saying is true. You've watched God bless you. You've watched God, praise God, bless you in your lives because you put God first. You know what it was like, praise God, to ignore the physical things, the worldly things, and say, praise God, I'm going to make God the center part of my life. I'm going to make God's things the center part of my life. I'm going to make God's ways the center part of my life. I'm going to build a Jerusalem right here for the presence of the Lord to come down. I'm going to build a place, a tabernacle in my heart, in my life. Praise God for my children and my grandchildren. Praise God. Think about it. The reason we're here today and the reason we can enjoy the presence of the Lord that's in this place is because somebody went to Jerusalem and built a place right here. Build a place right here. This is where we praise God. This is where we worship God. This is where we come to God. We come to Him and we repent. We come to Him and we ask Him to take our sins. We come to Him, praise God, and we wait upon Him, praise God, to fill us with His presence. I'm going to open these altars up tonight. Would you like to come and talk to God? Is there somebody in this place that wants the Holy Ghost? Praise God. I'm going to open these altars up tonight. Come on, let's sing. Don't tally today.